This is a certified Big Soy Naturals classic. I have a I look like Jared Padalecki. I got them supernatural. So my value right now is zero. If you think about it, AI is actually the fastest path to communism. When I smoke the blue and I smoke the purple, smoking on the blunt because I want to run. It's all so adorable, but you can't have it. When I hit the blunt, it's a pick and cut. Enforced farming is really not a vibe. Or like... Oh, speaking of like vaguely European, um, why is Full Metal Alchemist in like fake Germany and not set I, in like fake Japan? I think, if, well, first of all, I think it's just like distancing, you know, like distancing itself as like an axis power, but also just like, I think they just really wanted to use the word fewer. Yeah. I think that was like a big well, part of it. To me, Full Metal Alchemist exists, exists on the opposite side of the spectrum that has, like, Hitalia and Attack on Titan on, on one side, and then Full Metal Alchemist is just, like, good, has positive lessons such as um, fascism is bad, communism is good, um, on the other hand, so... I guess I'll forgive it, like, being said mm. in Germany, because I, I, I don't know why it would be bad. Um, although... How do we feel about the portrayal of the guy that's supposed to be Chinese? Do we feel like that was a little bit racist? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. yeah. I do feel like it was. Um, like, the whole thing where, like, they have these big family dynasties and, like, if they don't go back, they have to, like, kill themselves or some shit. Like, it's like, eh. Yeah. It's it toes a really... It toes a really fine line. Uh, but that's why I feel like, even though I do really like Full Metal Alchemist and I like its approach to the story and I like the theme of, you know, fascism is bad, communism is good, I do wish that it, like, was set in Japan and not set in Germany so that maybe we could see a little bit more engagement with, like, Japan's role in mm -hmm. um, early... 20th century fascism and especially like its treatment of um china given the way that the like quasi chinese characters were portrayed but welcome big soy naturals you've come in midway through our conversation about how kendall kind of looks like a guy from attack on titan I got, which i would never say to you because i, I think that you're beautiful i got bangs and i just and once again if you've listened to the to the <laughs> If you listen to the main episode, you'll note that I just showered. So um, I... <laughs> How often are you showering? That's, let's day. do that. Okay, because some, some people like to be celebrities and say that they shower infrequently, Sometimes. which I find very insulting because, like, they've got money and they probably have really nice bathrooms, like, mm -hmm. you know, with, like, really nice showers. Oh, I would be those, in like, there. Those, like, big, like showers that are like a room almost yeah, you know exactly what i'm talking about yeah, like yeah. i would be in the bathtub just often if i had yeah. money for like a beautiful bathroom i want like a clawfoot tub like that would be my, Ugh, my big yeah no it's Ugh. insult to injury that they have yeah. these nice things and then they don't use them i'm glad that mm -hmm. you shower every day because you have a million dollar trust fund so <laughs> it'd be problematic i, mean, I 
I shower every day. Um, sometimes I shower later in the day only because like now with my new job, I get like, they make me get up at like seven thirty. some, but only sometimes it's like a little surprise, like middle of the week. They're like, Oh, today we're going to have a meeting at like seven 30. And then I just realized like, okay, well that's like a time crunch for me. I'm not a morning person and I'm going to get up late, but like, I'll take a shower in like the middle of the day. If I, if I feel like it, um, I'm not going to be one of those people that says like, oh, I shower twice a day just to like feel, I don't know, morally superior to like fucking Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. Um, <laughs> and twice like- Twice a day seems a little bit excessive also. Like when do you have the time? Like, are you doing it in the morning and then in the evening? Like right when you wake up, right when you go to sleep? Or are you doing like a midday shower? I'm usually not, like this is a very rare occurrence for me. I'm not usually a night showerer because I- I feel uncomfortable, like, being damp at, like, 7 I thought that you were, like, a sweaty person. I am. But, like, I feel uncomfortable. Just be, like, damp regularly? I mean, like, my hair, like, my hair also being wet, like, every, everything else (laughs) being wet, like, along with just, like, my fucking pits and shit. Like, (laughs) being, like, like, water wet, you know, is, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's, it's not a great feeling for me. But yeah. I will, I will suck it up and shower um, in the morning. I think showering twisted that, that has to dry out your skin. You have to be breaking out in like that. No, it's probably I not good for you to be showering that often. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a daytime showerer, but it's really mm. mostly out of like laziness. That by the by the end of the day, like that's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm always setting myself up for failure where I'm walking around with like wet hair for half the day because I don't know how to use a blow dryer. Um, mm, I mean, I, I, I suppose either. you just like like put it in the direction of your head, but some people know how to do something with it that like makes their hair look really nice. I don't know I about any do. of that, but I've been I've been very lucky um, in being like genetically superior to a lot of people. <laughs> And God has blessed me with like a really nice curl pattern. And so I can just, I can just wash and go and I don't need to do the whole blow drying thing. But you if- are so lucky this is behind a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about how I'm black. That makes, that makes me genetically superior to other people. Azalea Banks even said so. And if Azalea Banks said it, then, then she was right. Um, if the Red Scare girlies can say that they read Camille Paglio, which we <laughs> subtweeted about the entire episode, we can say that we love um, Azalea Bates. Uh, well, okay, I text. read Camille Paglia because um, of of them, which is funny because I like have yet to listen to a single episode of their podcast, and I'm not going to. But a friend has been listening to them for like anthropology reasons or something, and so I've been like learning about them through osmosis that way. And on their Wikipedia page, their influences are cited. Oh, one of them is Camille Paglia, and I was like, "Fuck, I've got to got to learn about this woman now." It's the it's the Kanye water bottle thing all over again. <laughs> So I go and read her book, and it is, it's so bad. Um, she just, like, blames women for men's bad behavior, and she's like, maybe if, like, moms were a little bit nicer to their sons, <laughs> like, the sons wouldn't have so many sexual anxieties, which remi- it reminds I me think. a lot of Martin Luther, um, 
the the treacherous monk of the Reformation, because he Queen. has all of these mean things to say about Jesus's mom Mary, and is like the reason that I need to cut ties with the Catholic Church is because like the Catholics focus too much on Mary, and it's like right, like you're just a misogynist. Like, why do you hate mothers? <laughs> So Camille um, Paglia, Elizabeth Warren, shaking Martin her head, Luther. And Martin Luther. <laughs> but no, oh. like Camille Paglia is now in the enemy category for me on her own. Can't stand her. She's also in Philadelphia, which is where I am. Oh. So that's also why she's like on my enemies list. She's, I forgot um, she's still alive. Yeah, she's faculty at the U U Arts in um, Pennsylvania, which is um, a school that I like thought about going to for a minute. So you know, my paths could have crossed with Camille's. I could have I could have been an art student. I bet you would have um, fought her. I, I was have. thinking that since she's such a like a contrarian of a feminist, that she would probably be one of the women who's like, yeah, I think that feminism would mean that men get to hit women. Um, I feel like that's like a stance that she would take. So I'm going to say, um, men, if you're listening to this, go to Philadelphia and it's fine if you beat up Camille Paglia because she's a really bad person. She says all of these rotten things about trans people. She says all of these rotten things about women. I think that someone just needs to, like, knock her out. And it, I, it's not going to be me because I'm not that strong. She is a really old woman. She's probably got brittle bones, but I still don't think I could take her in a fight. So I think that this is this is just something that I need a man for. <laughs> I think is that okay? I, mean, would, I think well, I think it kind of like narratively plays into her own misogyny that you need exactly. a man to do this for you. But I think that 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 is like a cool narrative arc. It's like it's cool, very like, like Aesop's Fables, you yes, know. It's like yes. the, the thing that you've been advocating for your whole life. It comes back to punch you literally. Mm-hmm. I mean, like here's the thing: like we love doing misogyny on the show. Um, but in like a like a righteous but a, way. But it's it's righteous and fo- see our misogyny is that we believe that feminism is not about being annoying and a capitalist. Yeah, and those two I things think, can be separate, but they're they also very much coincide. I think hopefully what people have picked up on is like I'm very much a feminist, oh, but yeah. in um, a way where I think that like women shouldn't get um a pass in terms of like participating in other like ex like exploitations of other people like it's not you know it's not like a cool win for feminism that we get to have um man what's the what's the blood lady's name is totally oh, elizabeth holmes you know yes. is that a win for feminism not in my eyes. Um, and I'm just like, I think very tired of seeing like, um, not just women, but also like men weaponize the language of feminism in order to do harm to other people, like especially harm to like women in the third world and working class women and women of color. Like it's very frustrating, I think, because this is like a belief system that's important to me or an ideology that's important to me. But I don't I want to be we'll, equal to men. I think we'll get into that more in the Raylos episode that we'll oh, yeah. next week. 
Cause like it, it's very, there's a, this very, very insidious pattern with the Raylos where they, sp- they have, they have this weird way of targeting like uh, specific women, mostly like women of color. Um, it's a lot if of like, they, like upper middle like class, <laughs> upper middle class and like ruling class women using feminism as a shield while they do really, really fucked up things to other people generally, but then also, like, especially other women who are in a more vulnerable category than them. I am just, just very find... tired of seeing it. And it's ugly, and it's boring, and it's intellectually dishonest. <laughs> and it's cringe. To, it's, it's, like... so, it's so cringe. I think, I mean, one of my big gripes right now um, is, like, like the, the TikTok girlies, and I know part of that has to do with, like, they're, they're young but it's, it, I think that's partially why it bothers me so much is because, like, I've been there, you know? Like, those little mistakes that they're making um, that turn into bigger ones later on for, for, not even for, like, society, but more just, like, their own individual health. Like, I just find that, like, their, their whole, like, bimboism thing, like... Oh, yeah, um, we to do a All the stuff talk. about how makeup is empowering... Yeah, yeah, we, we have to do, to do a like bimbo a bimboification episode eventually. But I feel like um, choice feminism has really like mm-hmm. colonized the entire like online yeah. feminist space, and I think it's and very it's so obvious weird. why that has it's, happened because it yeah. allows you to keep doing the same bullshit that you were doing, but now you get to like put feminist language behind it. And mm-hmm. I think that it's okay to acknowledge that sometimes, like, the choices that you make are not necessarily feminist choices. They don't advance the cause of, like, liberation from patriarchy. But or you're, align like, maybe with your political id. Yeah. Like it's- but you, like, maybe have to make those choices sometimes because of the situation that you're in. I find that to be a lot more, like, honest. And I think also important for keeping you critical of your own actions versus like I am doing this thing that I wanted to do anyway or that I feel pressured to do anyway but now by doing it it is a feminist choice and that just totally squashes any critical thought which is so important to the like foundation of feminism what do you um, think is like a is like a choice feminism girl boss little thing that you do that does not contribute to the cause? I think something I do is that I wear makeup um, to Zoom meetings specifically so that later when I want to take off for the day, I'm very theatrical in this way. I, I will take off my makeup so that they all think that I look like shit. And then I'll be like, yeah, I'm feeling kind of sick. And then, and then I'll take oh off the gosh. rest of the day. <laughs> you know, pre-quarantine, I got very comfortable with wearing, like, no makeup to work. I used to be really bad about this, which is, I think, why I, like, forced myself to become good at it, um, where I was so self-conscious about what I looked like all the time I didn't even really think that makeup made it better honestly I just like I knew that I could maybe like obscure some of the things that I was self-conscious about with makeup um where I would have actual meltdowns if when I was a teenager my parents would like 
ask me to run to the grocery store and pick something up and I knew it would just be like a five minute trip and they'd be like can you do it now and I'm like no I need an hour and a half to like put on a full face of makeup and my parents would be like no can you just like walk over and I'm like no like no you do you do not understand like the anguish that you're putting me in um I like I would be having like full like histrionics um about like needing to like contour in order to get um my dad's single tomato um and so I I think like I purposefully like threw myself into becoming very like comfortable with my face without makeup actually through learning about feminism and realizing that um part of why I felt this way about myself and like having the expectation to be perfect in my appearance all the time like came from patriarchal expectations of me um and so I like just made myself really, really uncomfortable a lot and would send myself to school with no makeup on and would hang out with my friends with no makeup on. And I would feel awful about myself the whole time until eventually I just got used to doing it. Um, And like making myself uncomfortable like that on purpose was really, really helpful. And I think that, I think that that's like what sucks about the pervasiveness of choice feminism is that like if maybe I had only learned feminist theory that had taught me that all of the things that I like to do were okay I would still be very uncomfortable with my face as it is because I would have never thought that I needed to get myself out of my comfort zone exactly and like I mean I still like makeup I still put it on when I want to like look especially nice and that's that's okay. Like, I don't think that that's a particularly like feminist choice of mine. And that's all right. Like not all of my choices all the time have to be feminist ones. But I think like being honest with myself is much better than feeling like, oh, cool. Like I'm doing a really great thing by spending $25 on the Addison Ray like <laughs> collab makeup palette. Like it's, I think it's less about like being a scold and like wanting people to feel guilty all the time. Like as much as we've been like talking about Catholicism, I don't think it does anyone <laughs> like any, anything positive to like feel bad about all of your choices. I think it's, it's more just about like having the practice of being critical with yourself mm-hmm. and it's fine if not everything that you do aligns with what you think you should be doing. I just think that like, it's better to have that in mind as a thing to strive for and like forgive yourself when you fuck up than like just doing what you were already doing, <laughs> already doing um, as a result of like patriarchal, like socializing and then being like, but, but now it's, now it's a girl boss thing. I think, okay. And, and, for for our our dear pay pigs, this is me live brainstorming for the for a new, an upcoming episode on air. I think the things that we're gonna pull from for the bimbofication episode are the bimboism stuff, like twenty thirteen era Tumblr feminism, um, choice feminism philosophy, and then I do want to pull into TikTok's obsession with OnlyFans 
and how everyone keeps saying that they want to be like a sugar baby and how oh. like fucking dangerous it is oh. all the time. Okay. Yeah. I've got things to say. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that <laughs> in a future episode for now. Yeah. We will, yeah, we will do. Excited because um, I think about it. I think about it often. Yeah. And um, I also love an excuse to be um, wokely because misogynist. They do this thing that's so frustrating where they think that like that everyone on TikTok loves to make fun of the girl bosses. They love to make fun of them. But then they'll go around and they'll be like, I'm girl bossing sex work. Like as if as if they're not directly contradicting their whole like haha stupid girl boss thing like it's 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 it's, interesting it's very bizarre fun is well i think it's it just like comes back to maybe like not reading um Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is the yeah the other thing that people need to do is like they just need to like crack open a book or listen to an audiobook yeah that's fine too um that's that counts like equally as a form of reading. So there's really there's no excuse. The library um, allows you to rent out audiobooks. I swear to this God, is so you true. Can do so it. don't get a fucking Audible account. Like, yeah, go to your local library to type in library.com. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, I think it's like being able to maybe point out a problem, but then not having a good understanding of like why that thing is a problem. Like the not other like the other girls phenomenon. Um, where maybe a like a young woman because it's usually a teenager like dives really into doing the opposite of like performing femininity because they have some internalized misogyny and like that can be a problem because of how it like leads to them treating other girls but the solution is maybe not to like fully lean into like yes I am like the other girls and perform this caricature of femininity which is usually what I end up seeing happening and then also developing um, stereotypes about women who don't perform femininity and where you assume that they are like therefore sexist or have internalized misogyny because they're mm-hmm. like more mask presenting where they don't like wearing makeup or yeah. they don't like want to partake in traditionally feminine like habits it's you know it's very like brain empty yeah um, it's it's very smooth brain no wrinkles type behavior i don't want to smoke i just want to smoke i don't want to smoke i just want to smoke um and let's on that get, note, yeah, let love, let, love. yeah, love, um, romance, uh, hookups. Yeah, we've got more love questions, so um, we're answering your relationship questions that you asked us. We're gonna answer maybe all of them. I don't know. Yeah, um, you should send us more because mm-hmm. I like doing this. I think I I'm do. very qualified to give relationship advice. So the question that is next is, I want to start dating, but I don't have a lot of relationship or dating experience. What should I be pretending to know so that my potential future paramours are not aware of my ignorance? I like the framing of this, you know, where you already know that you need to lie um, and that lying is just like the perfect foundation for any relationship. So props to you on that. What things do you need to pretend to know? What do you need to pretend to know? I feel like 
would they would they be into STEM? I feel like I feel like that could be interesting. I feel like if you um were into like Bitcoin. Um, oh, see, I I think actually this person, if you're if you're dating men, yes, um, you should pretend to know nothing. Yes. Ooh, and I think that that's, that's where you're that's going to key. be successful. It's like what I was saying before, where if you have, um, you know, once you give away, because you, you can only give it away once. God gave you one time <laughs> to watch Blade Runner for the first time ever. <laughs> and after you do it once, it's just not the same anymore. It's not special you you can only give your first time of watching Blade Runner <laughs> to one person, um, but that's that's I think maybe a truth that extends to many different things. You oh, yeah. um, can maybe have never seen what else is like men's media. What do men like? Uh, men like Pulp Fiction. Men. I've never like... seen Pulp Fiction. Yeah, um, men like Game of Thrones, but like apparently women do also, which I don't really get. Um, but men do like Game of Thrones. Yeah, I think I think this is like what you should do going into dating, and you should maybe treat this as a um, actually a benefit that you don't have a lot of experience. I don't know if this means that you don't have a lot of experience watching movies. Um, <laughs> I mean, men love it. media consumption. You know, that's yeah, like their but I'm going to assume that it does. Is just like. You should definitely pretend to know nothing. Ask um, increasingly more like obvious questions. Like if a man starts out by explaining to you the stock market, let him do that. But then ask him like, what is money? You know, just like get deeper and deeper into your ignorance. And I think that that's going to probably have every date end with the man feeling like, wow, I've never been this connected to anyone before because he will have gotten to just talk the whole time and explain different things. Mm, mm. Yeah, I think he needs to explain a bunch of different things. I think um, it really depends on your tolerance for his interests. Like if, I don't know if I could really pretend to not know a lot about Joe Rogan. Um, I don't think I could really pretend to not know. I think I could, maybe but I could do you, But do you know a lot about Joe Rogan? Because I, I don't. don't. That would be I don't, but I don't want to hear, but I don't want to like hear more about him. You know, I don't want to like know more. You can just tune them out. That's what AirPods oh, that's are for. That is what AirPods are for. Um, they got rid of the strings for a reason. What's like an obvious question that you would ask? I think here's what I would ask. Um, and this, like, I think you can guess, you can just like plug in whatever sport you want. Um, oh, but you say sports. something like, so that's the goal. And you just point at like the two opposite ends of the field, because mm. like that's always the goal, right? So that's the goal. So that's the basket. Like whatever term they're using when they're like cheering for their team. Ooh, ooh! Point to the opposite team, um, and it should be pretty obvious. They wear very bright colors. Um, point to the opposite team and say, "So that's the person we're cheering for, right?" Um, you don't want to, you, you don't want to upset them. Well, I mean that, that, <laughs> that's that's gonna set them off. They you it, brought them to, they brought you to the game and now you're telling them that you're cheering for the opposite side. Well, you're not you're not cheering for them yet. You're asking them permission to cheer for whoever, and that's very trad wife, you know. 
that you'll like you'll you'll do whatever you tell them to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like um if that I were means- uh, well, pretending to not know things or performing things that I don't know. This is another, like, I really don't know this. I would maybe ask questions about Drake and mm. then and then probably try to, because I think you want to make them not just feel like you are looking to them for knowledge, like you want to know things about Drake, but also that you value their opinion. So once you've learned things about Drake from them, then you can ask things like, who do you think is the Drake of the 90s? Um, and, and that should get them going for a while. <laughs> or like, um, who do you think is the Drake of movies? And then, you know, they have to explain like what they think that means. They then get to talk about film. Uh, I know that you asked what things should you pretend to know, but hopefully, hopefully you're talking about dating men. None of this will apply if you're dating women and yeah. you should actually, you should know nothing. You should be like a baby. Have you seen the fifth element? You know how that girl, she's born from like the egg that she she comes in and she's hot. You know, yeah. she's kind of like, she's she's sexy. She's naked a little bit. And she also like, she doesn't know shit. Are we talking about the fifth element? I think yeah. we're talking about the fifth element. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in the fifth yeah. element, when Lilu <laughs> is born, she is born knowing nothing. And um, Bruce Willis has to teach her everything, including, you know, bringing it back to me, how to walk in a straight line. And it makes her him fall in love with her because he's like, oh, here's, here's a vessel. Mm-hmm. And I think I um, put for all my knowledge in. Yeah, for like potential dating partners, when you're approaching it with like a, a lack of experience, you should turn that into an asset um, and maybe just extend your lack of dating experience to just a, like a lack of life experience. Try to try to know nothing. Try to perform ignorance. Um, be curious. Be overly curious. Ask questions. Who is the Drake of the 90s? Mm-hmm. Who is the Drake of film? I actually don't know the answers to these questions. Men, if you're listening, feel free to send us an email and let us know who they also really like logic. the Drake of movies is. They love logic. <laughs> like the rapper or like the concept? Both. But like I think they like the rapper. So you could ask Maybe, like who I don't is... know if anyone likes logic. I feel like I've I've seen a ton of them. I'm I'm going by my case studies on TikTok. A lot of them love using his like suicide hotline song to like get in their feelings oh. about a girl who left them. Yeah. You should talk to men about mental health. I feel like men don't get that very yeah. often. And oh, they'll, they'll fall feel... in love with you immediately. If you just yeah. ask them about like one feeling that they had one time, if, they, if you look at them and they look uncomfortable and you say, are you all right? And they say, yeah, I'm just a little bit gassy. The next day, guaranteed... They will text you and be like, I've never met anyone like you before. Um, someone who asked me about my feelings one time. like, Yeah, and if you can maybe like talk to them as if you were writing an Instagram post and be like, yeah, I just love raising awareness about mental health. Um, <laughs> I think that they'll like that. Um, yeah, you know, you got to reach out to your friends. You have to yeah. like, you have to let them know that you're here for them. 
What is, what's our next question? Our next question, and this is from, I know who this is from, um, and they do not subscribe to our Patreon yet, but I hope this, that us not putting it in the main episode will make them subscribe. Um, (laughs) Yeah, give us $5. Yeah, give us $5, Riley. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Riley, give us $5. We can shout you guys out by name. We know your names. (laughs) We know all of your names. I know everyone's name. Um. What can I do to attract a big, angry husband who believes in traditional family values? Okay. I Great question. I ask myself this all the time, but you're married, so I'm going to see to you. But you're not married. really married to a big, angry husband. And I'm not married to a big, angry husband. the opposite of traditional family values right see, now. when so I you, perform, yeah. like, trad wifery, when I, like, cook meals and, like, occasionally do laundry – um it's it's like camp you know it's it Uh this is it's it's like theatrics so Um, like when you have like seven babies in a row you'd be like but i was pregnant ironically yeah (laughs) i'm gonna be holding little jeremiah is that what you're gonna name your kids no i'm just i'm I'm just performing trad wifery this is ironic oh okay jeremiah is a cute name jeremiah is cute um Jebediah? No, because that's, that's too close to like a little Jim. bit biblical. Yeah. That's, that's like pretty biblical. Because like I Jeremiah, kind of want to name. I um, I want to name one of my kids Abraham, which is pretty biblical. But they would be called like like Hammy, maybe for aw, short, like or, or like Ham. <laughs> like like Ponyo's favorite food. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's a freebie, um, patrons. You can name your kid uh, Abraham nickname <laughs> Ham if you want to. Um, yeah, getting back to the question, I think that, okay, traditional family values, right? If we're going by the married person rule, I think there's three factors into how you attract that. And it's how you dress, right? It's how you act. And it's how you let him act. Because in most traditional family households, right? If we get back to my vaguely um, on the spectrum uh, obsession with fundamentalism, <laughs> um, it's are you coming the- out as as having autism, which is the new ADHD? Because ADHD is canceled. Here's the thing: I'm like, I'm like, absolutely, and I always have been on the spectrum. I went to a, a specialist once who. Um, Whenever I was, like, overwhelmed, they would put me through this, like, little toy thing. It's like a steamroller. <laughs> like, imagine two rollers, right? You put the kid through it and it just kind of, like, you just kind of squeeze them out. Like, one of those, like, things that, that dries towels. But it's, like, plastic. Oh, it's, like, made for children. It's, we like, used to do that colors. to my brother. We would, yeah. like, brush him like a horse with, yeah. like, a, <laughs> I used, with like, I a, used like a bristly be, hairbrush. I yeah, used to want to be brushed on my back. Like, that's the thing is that I have this, I like, weird... I used to brush my brother like a horse when he was, like, having, like, anxiety about... <laughs> or, like, when he was just, like, getting overwhelmed. I'd be like, Aaron, come here. And I I would just start brushing him like a, like a horse. Um, and he see, loved it. See, yeah, that's the thing is that I have all these, like, weird sensory issues and, like, a ton of stuff. We're, we're getting way too deep here, but... Okay, generally, my my obsession with fundamentalism, if we're getting back to that, it's the woman that turns the man's neck, right? Mm -hmm. She's the neck that turns the head. That's, like, the whole Mm -hmm. thing. So if you want to attract someone with traditional family values, so the first thing first is, like, how you dress, right? It's all about neck and head. It's all about neck and head. And (laughs) that's – 
<laughs> that goes with every single factor of this. When you're dressing, dress with high necks, ruffled collars, leaning towards Elizabethan, but a little more House on the Prairie, you know? Um, so that you're, you're, you seem mysterious, but you also seem very familiar and maternal um, and very, like, you know, modest. Um, I think when you act, you, you know, you're always very polite. You are very quiet. You speak in very, you, you speak in very soft tones. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like your <laughs> ASMR voice. I think you have a, I think you have a lovely voice, but I don't like that one. I, I love, I mean, if you really want to, if you really want to like take him over, because like big angry guy, I'm not sure if you're going to attract a big angry guy with this, but like a little angry guy. You could go like full uwu anime, and I th- like because like those guys have like very traditional values of like women and where what a woman's role should be in their life, but they're not big, you know. They're 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 yeah. little, um, so you could just be like, "Oh, well, could you pay for the check, please?" Ooh, I got the wallet in the car. <laughs> I don't like that one either. <laughs> um, I don't think that these paths are paths that you should take. See. See, but but we're asking for something. They they're yeah. asking how to attract a big angry guy with with traditional family values. So I okay, think that they the should third convert thing. to Catholicism. You say that every time. Yeah, but here's how it's different this time. You gotta convert to Catholicism and get on Tradcath Twitter, um, which I think that you can use like a you can use it like a dating app, uh, but definitely like post those pictures of yourself in your like Elizabethan collar you know Mm -hmm. but to let them know that you're a modest woman Mm -hmm. who is catholic and loves traditional family values and on twitter but then like start sparking like twitter fights and be like was it uh proper for catholics during the american revolution to have supported the um, American, uh, like, what were they called? Like the colonists? Or should they have supported the English crown, even though they were a part of the Church of England? Start that fight on Twitter with the other Catholics, get them in the quote tweets. And then the one who has like the angriest response, regardless of what side they take, that's your man. And slide into his DMs and just like humbly beg for forgiveness he's gonna love that and you you will then also tell him that you talk to your priest about it and that your priest told you to apologize to him and that you would like to maybe look to him for for guidance the real the real hook line is to is when when you are when you're about to meet up irl say i want to be washed of my sins with like four drip emojis mm-hmm. and you know what the catholics also do it's in the Bible. Um, you remember when Jesus um, went to those women's house and they washed mm-hmm. his feet? Oh yeah. And it's sort of you know sort of like a like a humbling thing where it's like there's nothing that is beneath me to show my devotion to God. That's what you should do for him. Wash mm-hmm. wash that man's feet. When you meet him for the Watch first time. And I think he will propose immediately after. I think you have and to tell a balance. You know that he has a temper already because you looked at his Twitter account, so he's I, angry. I think you really have to toe the line with the washing the feet thing because it really depends. Like, once again, it's about your tone and the way you let him act. Because like, t- there's, there's two ways this can go. 
um, that like that are negative, that don't allow you to wash his feet. Um, one is that he believes you have a foot fetish, and the other is that you discover he has a foot fetish. And I'm you not sure what... the Bible passage before you do it. But I think if, if you're like you know looking for a big angry man with traditional family values, like he's gonna he's have probably going to have a foot fetish. Yeah, and I think that going the Catholic route is better than going the anime guy route because the Catholic guy is more likely to be jacked. He is. He's more likely to be jacked. Um, he's more likely to be like into sports. That'll make him angrier. Yeah, and like. honestly, I, I'm gonna. Say he's more likely to have a job. The anime mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, true. He can't provide for you, and you need to be looking for someone that not only has a job but has a substantial enough income that they can like allow you to live the trad wife lifestyle because otherwise you're going to not have to get like a part-time job or something what would at the be, least. What would be your fake job that you have as a trad wifer? Would you be like a crafty person or like a blogger oh. or like a, like get well, an elementary is, school degree it? and then never do anything with it? <laughs> blogging is a very respectable profession. It is a very respectable so profession. I like I, that. I'd like you to take that back. But mm-hmm. I think that um, I would probably get really into like charity events. I think that's, is, that's I think that's like the highest tier of like yeah. That's like that's like high class behavior. Job. It's very Charlotte York to just get into like <laughs> yeah. Like I want to go to galas. Like do do philanthropy stuff. Yeah, that's very classy. Mm-hmm. I think I, mean, I would like, like, like kids like PTA board and like throw the fundraisers. You know, I think just I would like, like to to do the blogging thing. I think that'd be fun. Um, but but it, like really depends on the kind of blogger you are. Like I don't think I want to do like the whole recipe thing. I think I want to work. Do, you yeah. have to be like finding recipes. Yeah, and I want to do. That's not a fake job. I want to do like the kind of mindless mommy blogging where I just recommend products all day. Um, mm. Especially like if if like what if I dress my entire family in, like beige. And like terracotta, oh, they, love, they love beige. They, they love, love earth beige. Tones. They love they love earth tones, um, despite being so pasty. I um, think that um, as a mommy blogger, which is like actually the most horrific profession that anyone can do, I <laughs> hope that like all of them are having a bad day today and yeah. like every day for the rest of their lives. As a mommy blogger, I feel like what you can get away with. Um, Elizabeth Warren is your- fuming at you right now. For saying you hate mommy bloggers. <laughs> for your blog is um, barely veiled complaining about your kids. Ooh, yeah. Getting like increasingly angrier at like the idea that um, you gave up, like yeah, whatever it is it I gave up. That you resent them mm-hmm. um, for what you think they've like they've done to you. Uh, maybe like long winding passages about like your your body and like how you think it like looks a little bit different now that you've given birth seven times and um how you kind of resent them for it a lot of Just, parentheses like, with like it, yeah it makes me very sad because looking I at my think that scar lol like that kind of I thing i want i want nothing more than to, probably not seven kids that's that's kind of a lot of kids mm-hmm. but i can i could do an amount and I think it would be really lovely to like spend my time as a parent just like parenting 
But it's very, very obvious that to many of these mommy bloggers, it was like not a choice yeah. that they made for themselves. It was a choice that like a man in their, their lives made for them. I and was... so a lot of their content is just like very like thinly veiled, like complaining and like wistfulness for a life that they didn't have. And that makes mm-hmm. me sad, but also yeah. like they are, I, they're going to hell. Like it's why, it's why I'm, I'm it's why I'm, I'm, I'm once again, it's, it's, it's an autistic level of, of fascination with mommy bloggers. <laughs> I love looking at their blogs and getting updates on their life. Um, because I, I want to like, and I know it's never going to happen because it wouldn't allow them to keep the blog going. Um, it might, honestly, I'm, I'm surprised they never go into like a divorce arc only because I think that would fuel their narcissism more if they could like, but they've like string and to the whole identity around yeah. like being um, married and like having mm-hmm. kids, which is the other problem. It does make me sad for them, but like it doesn't excuse their behavior. Yeah. Um, I feel, I feel bad, but like. Not not so bad that I well, want them I mean, to start Well, I mean, so much of it is entrenched in like in like once again content about your kids. Yeah, it's 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 entrenched in making content about your kids, and so many of them are like they're they're like in the adoption industry. They like Ugh. are heavy into like adopting kids and like Ugh. making whole things about adopting babies from other countries and shit. Um, and then, of course, you know, giving them back and shit like that. Like, it's just like, you know, yeah, weirdo no, shit. Re- rehoming yeah. is what one of them called it. Like like mm-hmm. a dog. Which you shouldn't Evil. even do for your dogs. But, you know, definitely not for your yeah. kids. Well, um, anyway, I would say, what's I, you know what? Oh. Here's my advice. Start a mommy blog preemptively. <gasps> Ooh, aspirational yeah. mommy blog. Aspir- aspirational mommy ma- blog. Power of That's manifestation. So Power of manifestation. Make yeah. a mommy blog before you even have kids. Start, yeah, really start making posts about all committed. the things you would, Yeah. Yeah. yeah that shows sh- him how committed you are to like having a family being traditional. That's a really mm-hmm. great idea. He might not read it initially, but when you meet a big angry man and you're like, oh, I do blogging. And then you give mm-hmm. him your blog. He will go to it. He'll skim it at the very least. And he'll see that you have those traditional values in place. And plus just the power of manifestation you know you're bringing that all towards you 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 know you're just writing posts that are just you chanting over and over again barefoot and pregnant barefoot and pregnant chicken wings like fucking <laughs> football on the tv he smacks my ass and i'm i've never felt more full that like whole tweet, that whole tweet just saying oh, that yeah. over and over again it's an affirmation you know you you bring it to you so our next question is, um, I have a crush on my friend and I can't tell if he likes me back. I know I could just say something, but I don't want to do that. I want to know whether or not he likes me and if not, how to scheme to make him have a crush. Any advice? I love not talking about my feelings, so <laughs> I respect that. Um, <laughs> I think it's bad to be like direct and honest with people when you can scheme I'm instead. Opposite. I like how many of our questions are about like, how do I lie? How do I lie? <laughs> how, how do I, I scheme? scheme? <laughs> how do I get revenge? <laughs> how do I create yeah. elaborate ruses? Um, yeah, these are I'm, all um, Cerise questions. Yeah, uh, <laughs> see, I'm not, I'm not usually like, here's the thing. I was such like, I, I really set myself up for failure a lot of the time, at least in high school, where I um, 
I didn't, I thought it was like, and this is another thing that like makes me feel like I am definitely on the spectrum is that like when people, when I got a crush on somebody, especially if they weren't women, I would, this would, this, as in this would happen more often. I would get rejected more often than not because they weren't women. I would just go up to them immediately once I started feeling that attraction and just tell them. And then they would reject me to my face and I'd be like, well, off to the next one, off to the races. That's, that's wild. No, I love yeah. to pine. Um, <laughs> like, I like to pine for, like, well, I, I think I did this more when I was younger, but I loved, I love to pine for, like, months um, and just, and just, like, keep, keep a crush, like, close to my chest, but also scheme mm-hmm. um, and try <laughs> to find ways to make them like me. But I, um, I think my method of flirting was and has always been um, putting on uh, increasingly cuter outfits and um, showing up uh, <laughs> in in locations where they might be uh, in in that outfit, um, and then hoping that something happens from there, which I think is like good advice. I think maybe what I would recommend um, this is your friend, so. Are you already hanging out? Yeah. Show up in a cute outfit. Um, Every day, make the outfit cuter. If they don't say anything to you about the outfit, just stand up. Maybe, like, walk in a circle around them until they notice. uh, And they say, oh, is that, that like, a new (laughs) dress? Is that a new pair of pants? Like, nice jacket. And if they don't say anything, um, the first time that you make a circle around them, like, stop in front of them strike a pose, wait. <laughs> um, and then once you receive the compliment, you know, very demurely say, oh, thanks. Thank you. And then do it again the next day. Just walk in front of them. Um, and I think eventually they will become enamored with you um, after you do this uh, an amount of times. And probably after like a couple weeks of it, you'll know that they have a crush on you because they've they've given you so many compliments, and that's that's what a crush is, right? Yeah, it is. I think I that, don't know. You know, I think that maybe if you're if you're talking about like elaborate ruses, you want to like create a narrative. You know, I think you need to take inspiration from like some kind of like slice of life romance anime. Like you could Pavlov them, also. Yeah. You could. You could do like, that. You um, could make them associate. Like, what's their favorite food? They're your friend. So yeah. you should know that. Mm-hmm. You should come over every day with their favorite food, yeah. wearing your cutest outfit, walk around them in a circle. <laughs> this is some strike a pose. <laughs> strike a pose. And then place their favorite food in front of them and then leave. Don't forget um, to to point your shoes at them directly so that they know from all of the other from the from the now this <laughs> New York magazine articles teen vogue that they're reading that you psychologically are attracted to. Yeah, we well, posture is very important. Posture is very yeah, important. Bring bring their favorite food over every single day. Walk around them in a circle, <laughs> strike a pose, get a compliment, leave until eventually they start to associate you with their favorite food, which will make them like you more because they already like 
their food and now they're associating their favorite food with like See, cute outfits that you're in but then don't show up one day when there's when you know when they start to expect it and then they're gonna miss you and what does absence do it makes the heart grow fonder i think see i think cerise is is trying to keep me from bringing up anime once again <laughs> in, a, in a piece of advice but i do think i want to i want to recommend you some further reading Dear listener, mm-hmm. further watching, and that's Monthly Girls Nozaki Kun. I need you I to elaborately one. set up this whole thing where you almost tell them, like all the time, but you like set up all these like different circumstances as to why you can't. Like time it out so that like it re- you really build up the suspense, and they start wondering like, what is this thing that they always want to tell me, but they never get the chance to. They always say something like, I love, and then our best friend comes in and falls on his face right in front of us and tells us the building is on fire. Set up like an elaborate fireworks festival um, at the end of like a school year, or I guess like a work calendar quarter <laughs> if you're an adult. <laughs> Which I hope you are. <laughs> I hope everyone that has sent us questions is over the age of 18. <laughs> Um, well, set up, I, set, set it up anyway. Say like during the summer festival, you're like you let you let if, the you know festival. You know if, if the climate allows it. <laughs> set up your own version of a summer festival. Set up a bunch of you know fireworks, and then right when right when all of them go off, you say like I love you, um, but he can't even hear you because it's over the fireworks. Ooh, See like th- those so kind of elaborate good. setups. The dominoes think, just get knocked over so that you build up suspense both with you and with them. Another anime plot to try um, <laughs> on your friend that I think is foolproof, haven't tried it myself, but I do think it's foolproof, is who's his best friend? You should tell him mm. that you want to date him, but like fake you know fake fake date his best friend so that you have to be like (laughs) around a lot and it makes him jealous but like maybe in the process you fall in love with his best friend Mm -hmm. you know and that's how that's how you get yourself a little and then and then you know the guy you used to have a crush on he falls in love with your best friend and then it's like Mm perfect then then the balance is there at the end you know that's like toradora have you ever seen toradora i have seen toradora toradora is good toradora is Um, good Watch Toradora. It's cute. Yeah, watch that. So that's that's like I'll an put that in the work side. Yeah, we're excited. <laughs> Date his best friend. Mm-hmm. And so either way, I think that's a win-win because either he ends up liking you back and you still have a crush on him and you know you're also now closer with his best friend, which is important. You want to be friends with your with your partner's friends mm-hmm. or you end up falling in love with his best friend. And that's that's great too. And you got into it easy because it was low stakes. You know, you asked him out, but it didn't mean anything. Do we want to do one one more question? Let's do one more. Why not? Okay. So, are relationships healthy? That's the whole question. That's cool. the whole question. Um, are they healthy at all? Well, Any relationships? Yes. Yeah, like romantic friendship. Uh, I mean, familial work. Depending on the answers we gave, it seems like a lot of the relationships we're setting up, if they follow our advice, are not healthy. I would not they, recommend. They are in- healthy in like a like a Barthian sort of sense, like <laughs> you know, like if if you read um, a lover's discourse and you're like, I want to do it like this, um, that's that's healthy. 
but maybe like um like a bell hooks definition <laughs> of love then none of none of this is falling into that category but I, I think that you can have um a strong relationship that's built on a foundation of lies so even if you start it by scheming you know through dating his best friend or becoming a fake catholic on twitter or whatever it is that you do like i think that that doesn't mean that the you know ensuing relationship is going to be um duplicitous and problematic here is a question though they're saying are relationships healthy full stop we're talking i think yeah we're talking I think that's any all, that's kind all of relationships yeah I like think platonic that's all there is. and romantic that's all that we've got <laughs> like without without relationships what what are we we're Hermits, just like climate change catholic climate change activists yeah we're lonely and we weren't put on this earth to be lonely oh you know what that's actually perfect to end our show on. Well, actually, can I can oh. I close this out? Yeah, um, with a quote. Go for um, it. That I think actually fits this theme. Mm-hmm. I'm going to close this out with a quote that I think encapsulates this very nicely. Two people are better than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person fails, falls. Sorry, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And that was Ecclesiastes uh, 4 9 12. <laughs> Oh my god, how many unironic um, Bible devout Catholics are we <laughs> or Catholic fans are I we gonna get? If you're a Catholic fan, if you're a Catholic pay pig, been pretty sacrilegious. If you're a Catholic, if you're a devout Catholic pay pig, let us know why you are Catholic. Not nearly enough people have emailed us, no matter how many I prompts I give. I, I've given need, everyone so many like pieces of homework, more, and nobody's done any of we them. We need more emails. Kendall, I'm going to give you something, actually, to close this out okay. with. Um, okay. Just, just read this. Oh, oh boy. And that'll be, that'll, be, <laughs> that'll be how we end. Okay. Here we go. The Nicene Creed. It's it's Nicene, but it's French, so it's okay. You, you mispronounced it. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'm I'm never going to pronounce it's French fine. right, despite my roots. Um, <laughs> I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and our salvation he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven 
and is seated at the right hand uh, of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church, apostolic, apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection <laughs> of the dead. Oh, okay. And the life of the world to come. Amen. That's kind of metal. This is just like when I made you made us read the John Green cock post. This is a Catholic coffee pasta. Okay. Good night. Good night. Bye, pay pigs. I don't want smoke. I just want to smoke. Cock is one smoke. of my favorite tastes. I don't want smoke, I just want to smoke. When I hit the pipe, I'm like Walter White. Not only that, I feel like a dull smell amazing. Yeah, I like green because it makes me lean. And I smoke high because I'm blowing clouds. When I hit high, then it's time to smoke. There are dangerous people. Like, I cannot get it far enough down my throat to be satisfied. I don't want to smoke. I'm only satisfied when I feel those intense, powerful, salty, hot pumps of cum down my throat. I just want to smoke. This is a certified Big Soy Naturals classic.